This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Sandra Long is a global LinkedIn expert, consultant, author, and speaker, and her best-selling book is titled LinkedIn for Personal Branding, The Ultimate Guide. Sandra, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. So happy to be here with you today. I'm super stoked you're here. We're going to talk about LinkedIn, all LinkedIn from beginning to end, and I'm super excited. And I did ask you before we started if I could air my grievances about LinkedIn. You said, sure, go right ahead. So my biggest grievance about LinkedIn at this point, besides that they don't seem to be innovating as fast as Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Snapchat, is the fact that you still can't go live in the app. So if you were at a conference and you wanted to go live and you only had your cell phone, well, you can't go live on LinkedIn. And that kind of, it's not just me. I know several of the people on LinkedIn are like, we still can't go live on the LinkedIn app in 2021. So I, I know you don't work for LinkedIn. I know you probably have no inside information, but does that bother you as much as it bothers me and other people? Well, I have to say no. I mean, it doesn't bother me to the level that it bothers you. And actually, when you look at the population of LinkedIn users, you know, the, the folks that are going live is a very, very small percentage. Right. So, yeah, it irritates you as a person who wants to go live all the time. But for most people, the average person would say, wow, the LinkedIn functions and features are changing so rapidly. And in fact, what they'd say is, how do I even keep up with all the changes and all the new improvements? That's what most people would say. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. And I know I got access to LinkedIn Live a year ago. I had to wait a year to get it. I know some people are still waiting for it. The rollout, I've been with LinkedIn, oh my gosh, I don't know, five or six years. They are the slowest rollout of all the social media platforms. They just they just take seemingly forever. Where Facebook says, roll it out, it breaks, we'll fix it as we go. LinkedIn, like, well, we'll give it to these 10 people, then these 100, and these 1,000. And I know people who have way more followers than I do on LinkedIn. They still don't have access to LinkedIn. I had to ask for it for five times. And I just... I don't know. I don't know what the culture of LinkedIn is. I think they're a great platform, although I will tell you I have plateaued the last three, four months. But I, I, I know you obviously you wrote a book on it. So obviously you're a real big fan of LinkedIn. So let's talk about what are some of the big mistakes people make on LinkedIn, because some people don't understand it's no longer just a place to uh, host your resume anymore. Right. Well, there's when you have the conversation about mistakes, there's that could be a long conversation. <laughs> uh, but uh, let me say that for me, the biggest uh, mistake that I see people making is that they miss out on opportunities. And the first opportunity they miss out in is they if they haven't completed their profile. They're missing out because people are looking at profiles. It's one of the most common thing that people are doing when they go to LinkedIn. So if someone mentions your name, maybe they heard your podcast, Mark, or they were referred to your program, they're going to look at LinkedIn. So the first missed opportunity is the profile. The second, and, and, and again, not, not really demonstrating their brand, treating it like sort of like a skeleton where you just like a resume where you just have the, the basic data. When you can really take advantage of all the new features on the profile and bring the visual elements as well as the written elements. Now we've got the featured content. There's so many things you can do to really stand out with your profile. And then the second thing 
The second missed opportunity is not having a strategic network. So people either have 22 connections or maybe they have 500 connections, but they don't know most of them, right? So when they go to look for possible introductions to companies, they're very limited if they haven't built out a strategic network, right? Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, whether they're, if you think about whether it's a job seeker or a salesperson, you know, a hiring manager, recruiter, there's all kinds of pathways you could be on in terms of who you are on LinkedIn and not being proactively engaging with your network is holds you back no matter who, what hat you wear. Mm. So if you think, well, I'm just going to post content, why doesn't it work? Well, if you're not engaging, that's, that's where you're missing out. And another thing that really puzzles me is that very precious headline that we all have. When I see coach, author, speaker, podcaster, if I'm looking at your profile, I'm like, how does that benefit me? And so many people do it. And I, I look at them and sometimes I'll reach out to them. I'm saying, look at your headlines. Got to offer some value. I mean, you're a coach of what? Are you a football coach? Are you a, a productivity coach like me? What kind of coach are you? You're an author. Okay. Well, what's your book about? And I, I think people, they just think when they, they throw up the word inside or um, podcaster up there. One of my things I don't like when people say I'm a top 200 podcaster. Again, how does that offer me value? I mean, it's good for you and your self-esteem, but if I'm looking at your profile on LinkedIn, what does you being a top 200 podcaster have to do with your value unless you are a podcasting coach, which is very rarely the case. Yeah, no, you're making an excellent point for keywords. So, so instead of just saying coach or author, like you said, use the word productivity or football. Those are, so being specific with what, what type uh, you know, what your expertise is, is key. And I, I agree with you. I see sometimes that's left out. So it's a, it's a great point on the keywords. Now, I heard, and I'd like to know your thoughts on this, that if you use a black and white headshot, you don't get as many views. And I remember telling this person, I'm like, really? I mean, so you're telling me a black and white photo, which can be artistic, actually, gets less views than a color photo. Have you heard that? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I've never heard it, but I think it kind of makes sense. I think the color makes it more visually appealing, but I've never actually heard that or read that anywhere. Okay. It's, I don't know. They didn't have any studies. Best, it was just their opinion. And I'm like, I've seen some really classy uh, headshots that were black and white. They're artistic. Maybe I can't remember if the person was a photographer or something like that. It looked really nice, but I would like to, I'm a, I'm a data guy. Show me the studies that said people won't click on a profile that has a black and white headshot. Don't just tell me your opinion because I want facts. And, and I know there's a lot of people who are in the LinkedIn experts field like yourself. You, none of you work for LinkedIn. You're all trying to figure out how to be a better at LinkedIn. And I think that the key is not the features. It's actually a word you already use. It's the engagement. So a new feature that LinkedIn brings in is not going to be the magic bullet that's going to make you millions of dollars and give you success. It's actually an engagement. I think people are trying to circumvent the system. They don't want to engage. What they want to do instead is they just want to give me that one tool that I don't have to do a lot of work on. What do you think about that? Oh, I see that every day, Mark. Absolutely. 
you know, look, they're looking for shortcuts. I mean, it, it is to do it right. There is a certain amount of effort and investment of your time. And, you know, sometimes people say, well, how much time should I spend on LinkedIn? Or I can't afford to spend time on it. And I guess my, my main response is, if you believe that your success is tied to your brand and to your network, then then you need to be on LinkedIn. If you think it's just going to happen magically, then, you know, then no. <laughs> but if, you know, if I, I personally believe that my, you know, I get a lot of introductions, a lot of referrals. I get people reaching out to me. It's because of what I just said. It's having the brand and having working on a strategic network and being engaging. And it takes time. It, it does. Which brings me to my next point. Automation is taking over so many aspects of LinkedIn. I've heard through the rumor mill, LinkedIn's trying to clamp down on this because people are getting annoyed with these automated DMs which you can tell they're automated. Like I followed another LinkedIn expert and they capitalized their, their whole first name. And so when I get a DM that's got my first name capitalized, I know it's automation. But I think that really turns people off because you're not trying to build a relationship. One of the things I like to do is like for birthday greetings, I won't just send the generic LinkedIn birthday. I will say, Hey Sandra, it's your birthday. Hope you're enjoying a, you know, you're enjoying your day. Don't forget calories don't count on your birthday. Make it very personalized. But a lot of people will just click the the the, the birthday happy birthday button and it doesn't take any effort to do that. Hey, you listening to the Mark Juchowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Juchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter and you can sign up right now by going to mrproductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big believer in personalization. Uh, I would also say that the the automation question you you actually mentioned a lot of things in that for in that section. So the automation is a hot issue. The automation automation of messaging and profile viewing is not allowed by LinkedIn. It's against the user agreement. So that means that when you are doing this, and a lot of times people have these Chrome apps that they'll say, oh, you can you know use this this Chrome mm-hmm. app. Don't trust it. I have seen so many people that actually have had their accounts shut down. Wow. And I'm absolutely shut down. And I'm and I'm absolutely surprised that you had someone who considers themselves a LinkedIn expert sending you an automated message. No, no, no. I'm sorry. They they didn't. They were saying that when you make your name all capitalized like I do, or if you oh. use an emoji in your name, the automation won't lowercase the name. It'll just take your name, rip it, and send I got it. it. So they they suggested you know, when you have your name all capitalized or you use a, a an emoji, automation won't take that out. That's what I he was he didn't refer, he didn't say use okay. automation. He's saying that's how you can tell if you've been automated. Okay. Look well, good. Because I, I you know, I'm very, very friendly with a lot of the LinkedIn experts globally. And I would say that we all agree that the, the ones that are the top experts definitely are anti anti-automation. <laughs> yeah, it's a key point. Um, let me ask you this one question, and I, I want you to be honest with us. If you could get rid of one feature on LinkedIn that's currently there, I don't care if it's live, stories, whatever. If they said, Sandra, we're going to let you get rid of one feature on LinkedIn, any feature you want, what would the feature that you would want to get rid of? 
Wow, that is a hard question because I am like a feature junkie. I just love all the features. I mean, I can tell you features that I don't use as much. I I wouldn't I could it'd really be hard for me to say to get rid of it. Like I don't use stories to the level that other people do. But I don't think it should I think it should be it should stay there. People, some people love it and especially people that are good with stories on other platforms have come over and they've been successful with stories. I, you know, I rarely use it, so it wouldn't affect my life if it went away, but I know it's a great feature for many people and I'm sure it's going to be improved. Okay. I mean, I can go through all kinds of features that, you know, we could, we can hope for improvements. Um, but for me to get, to, to get rid of a feature, that would be like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think I can do it, Mark. Okay. That's fair enough. Fair enough. I've been reading a lot lately about creator mode. It's not what people were thinking about what it was. They're just, they're kind of disappointed. Um, I think one of the greatest features recently is increasing the character count to 3,000 characters, which kind of LinkedIn rolled out and didn't tell anybody. Uh, but then we have LinkedIn experts like yourself who said, hey, guess what you can do now? Um, so that's interesting. So let's talk about your book. The book is called LinkedIn for Personal Branding. So a lot of people don't know anything about personal branding, much less being personal branding on LinkedIn. So why don't you pick a couple of tips that you like to share with people to help them to become better at personal branding on LinkedIn? Well, sure. So one of the thing, it was very important for me to combine the topic of personal branding and LinkedIn rather than there, there are a lot of books that are on LinkedIn and there's books that are on personal branding, but I wanted that, that to be a combined topic because everything you, you do on your profile and as well as your content, it all is part of your, it all is a demonstration of your personal brand. Right. And so it's about positioning yourself. Oftentimes people just, they, they think creating a LinkedIn profile, you just sit at the computer and you just do it. And I, I would say, wait, first of all, you want to stop and think, uh, who, who is your, you know, your, your target customer? Uh, what is unique about you? What is, what is differentiating you from the next person? And how do you want to come across? Like, what is the, what do people think of you now? And what should they be thinking of you? Where are the gaps? And if you haven't thought that through, you know, and you're just putting in what a resume type information, you're really, that's, a, that's the missed opportunity mark, right? Mm. So I, I'm a big believer in that whole positioning piece. And so as you read, I, I know you've read my book, you'll see that I talk about that branding throughout, you know, in terms of, for example, uh, lear, a learn, learner brand, right? Being, you know, coming across as a learner, continuous learner, all the different ways you can do that. That was just one example. The visual brand, how you can use the visual components of LinkedIn to, you know, sort of weave that in the, the visual with the language that you use. And of course, the language that you select reflects your brand. No, it's not just the keywords, but it's the all the language that you use, how you write about yourself is a part of that brand that comes across. So so I think it's really important. It's not just LinkedIn. It's the branding part of it is throughout now, I, I agree with that. A lot of people, it seems like they're throwing spaghetti on the wall or they're, trop, they're trying to copy other people's content. And I think to your point is people are thinking, okay, I'm on LinkedIn. The money's just going to come rolling in. No, you have to do some work. I don't care what platform you're on, by the way, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter. It doesn't matter. If you're 
literally going to think it's a, a set it and forget it. You're sadly mistaken. Number one, the algorithm changes all the time. Number two, people's way of doing things changes. And so I'm a big proponent of don't go deep on every platform out there. You need to pick a few and go deep on. Like I will have a presence on Facebook. I don't do anything with Facebook because there's no engagement on Facebook. Same with Instagram because they're saturated. Everybody and their brothers on Facebook and Instagram. I do have a presence on there. I do post once a day, get very little engagement. But interesting, my engagement has started to really pretty much stop on LinkedIn. I reached like, I think, 10,700 followers and it just stopped. It doesn't matter if I went live, post the video, did a short form post, a long form post, a poll. It just like stopped. And I'm like, well, this is interesting because the same thing happened with Facebook and Instagram. Then I go over to TikTok, which is, you know, people think it's for kids. It's not for kids anymore. There's a lot of businesses and brands on there now. And they are still in the growth state where they have organic growth. So you can post something on, on TikTok and get massive engagement. Now, very shortly, that's going away. Very shortly, it's going to be you have to pay to play like Instagram and Facebook. But getting back to LinkedIn, I would have to say that I've been on there. I don't know how long you've been on there. I've been there for about 10 years. It continues to change and you have got to be a student. That's why I follow so many LinkedIn experts such as yourself, because I don't have the time to learn what's going on with LinkedIn, but all you have to do is follow people like you and you will tell us through your posts. And so the number one tip I would give people is follow people like you and, and you will keep us informed of new features. And then you, it's not just in, enough to know the features. You have to know how to use it. And that's why I think you guys are so powerful on the platform. Well, thank you. And it's really interesting, your perspective on engagement and the platforms. You know, one of the things I'm a big believer in is that 80-20 rule. So that you want, you know, I don't, I know it sounds like you're posting every day across most of your platforms. So the question I would ask you on LinkedIn, are you, what, what percentage of time are you commenting on other people's posts? I actually went through a phase where I would spend 45 to 60 minutes every day doing nothing but quality comments on people's posts and nothing. I mean, literally it's just like, am I still alive? Did I die? I mean, it was, it was really weird because I was getting a massive engagement about six, seven months ago. And when I first got LinkedIn, I did what they recommend, go live all the time. And I went live all the time. And when I first did it, a lot of people tune in. And all of a sudden, very quickly, it dropped off. I tried you know, an hour. I tried 30 minutes. I tried 15 minutes. And then I went to some of my friends who are really big people on live. And they said the same thing. People are not sticking around anymore. And they stopped doing live as well. And so I think combined with the slow rollout of LinkedIn Live, the inability to go live on the app, and the fact that the discoverability issue, people are just giving up on LinkedIn Live because it took so long to roll out. Now, mm -hmm. again, I, that's just my opinion. I have no, I can only tell you I've talked to other people with the same issues. So I don't know the solution to that, but I, I can only tell you that I've tried everything. I've reached out to other LinkedIn experts. I've read different books. I've you know, followed people and read their, their articles and whatnot, and nothing seems to be working. So I'm just, I'm still posting on LinkedIn every day. What I do now is I, I, I have a daily podcast, like this is coming out on July 9th, on July 20th. I will post this, a video of this in the morning, but 
I'm not getting a lot of engagement. And I, so I'm just going to take a little break. I'm still going to post every day, still going to engage, but I'm not going to go full in right now. It's the season of TikTok because I'm getting a lot of engagement over there. And I'd rather be on a platform where I'm getting a lot of engagement than a platform that's kind of dead. Now it may come back. I, I can't predict the future, but that's why there's so many platforms is uh, entrepreneur Gary Vaynerchuk says, don't get tied to a platform. Because platforms are going to come and go. Take a look at Friendster and MySpace. They're gone now, okay? So you have to be about, because you talk about personal branding in your book, it's about your personal brand. The platforms are just a tool. LinkedIn can go out of business tomorrow. I hope it doesn't, but it could go out of business tomorrow. And if everything's tied to your LinkedIn and you don't have a website or a podcast, then you're kind of like, kind of stuck in my opinion. Have you had enough or are you hungry for more? You can find more of Mr. Productivity on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. All you have to do is go to those apps and search for Mr. Productivity. Two words, Mr. Productivity on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah, well, interesting. All of your comments are always very interesting, Mark. I'm surprised about your engagement that you spent all that time. I mean, for me, spending a lot of time commenting always pays off. It means that when I comment on other people's posts, they they tend to comment back on mine. There's a lot of visibility. In fact, Mark, you and I met through LinkedIn commenting. We did. We were, it wasn't either one of our posts. It was someone else's post and you made a comment and I made a comment. We were kind of having a conversation <laughs> on LinkedIn and then you, then you, then we connected, and then you said, "Let's talk about the podcast." So that is how we got connected through commenting. Hundred percent. So I found all kinds of opportunities. So I, you know, as a result of meeting you, I was invited on your podcast through my commenting, through mine and your commenting. Mm-hmm. I've had opportunities where people have invited me to come to their company to speak. I've had opportunity, not because I said. Here I am, I'm a speaker, but because they read my comments. I've had people say they want to have me come in and train their sales team or their HR team or whatever because of commenting. So to me that it really works. I'm really surprised it didn't work for you. Maybe it's time to try it again. Well, that's I am surprised because I was doing so well for so long and it's just like someone walked over and turned the faucet off and I'm like, what is going on? I mean, my engagement just like flatlined. Utterly flatlined, and I I don't know why, but you know maybe it's just one of those things where the algorithm for some reason was mad at Mister Productivity. I have no idea why. <laughs> maybe it maybe it got mad. Maybe it's over its tip. But I do I do spend time on LinkedIn. I like I said I I think they are a very unique platform. I don't like you you say that they create a lot of tools, but people in my opinion, it's LinkedIn is still very business like. But I know people are making millions of dollars on TikTok, millions of dollars on Instagram and Facebook. Those platforms seem fun, where LinkedIn to me seems so buttoned up and so prop professional. I'm a professional speaker, okay? I won't speak in a suit. I won't wear dress suits. I won't wear a tie. This is who you get, okay? And so I like platforms that are fun, that are engaging. And I don't, like I said, I wish I knew someone that worked in LinkedIn, and I would just say, all these features, just push them out. They break, fix them as they go along. Don't, you know, come on. Two and a half years after they start rolling out LinkedIn Live, the whole platform doesn't have it yet. I mean, that's crazy. Now, yeah. I don't know why they did that. And I wish I could talk to the CEO and say, why does it take so long? Like even stories, they started over in Ireland, I think, in Australia, and then went to New Zealand, then Canada, the United States, or something like that. 
I mean, you, Facebook comes up and I, I don't like Facebook. I just want people to know that I don't like Facebook, Empire, Instagram, WhatsApp. I don't like that. But they've got like billions of people and they come out with a feature. They, they go in beta for two weeks and they roll it out. LinkedIn's got smaller numbers and they just take so long to roll out. It's like, just, just push it out and fix it as it goes. That's what I would do. Now, it's probably not the smartest thing to do. Yeah, I understand. I mean, th- th- some of the features definitely take way too long and it's a, it's a big deal for sure. There's no question about it. Well, I noticed today I was in the app and I noticed the stories aren't at the top anymore. They're like, there's a couple posts and then the stories. I'm like, oh, when they move the stories. And I don't know if stories, you can go to someone's profile to read the stories now, because that's the one benefit of link of Instagram, which I don't spend hardly any time on, on at all, but you can go to your profile and read your stories on LinkedIn. As far as I know, you can only read them from the, the main timeline. And that's another yeah, I don't want it to sound like I'm bashing LinkedIn. I think they're a great platform, but I think that their innovation is slower than other, other platforms, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, one thing I want to circle back on your comment about fun. I mean, I know you're a fun guy. And I'm a I just heard. Oh, okay. Well, and I heard I heard you recently that like TikTok was your fear. I understand fun is your is you. But one of the things about LinkedIn you have to realize is people come to LinkedIn with a different mindset than they do come coming to TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, right? Yep. They're coming to LinkedIn with a more business mindset. They, you know, you go to Facebook, you're looking to, you want to see your, you know, your nieces and your nephews, you know, or your, your family, right? Mm-hmm. And you come, you know, you come to these different platforms with a certain mindset when, when, with the benefit of LinkedIn is if you are trying to, work with and attract professionals who are interested in a professional relationship, then, then it, that is the place to be. And so the fact that it's not fun for you, I think I just want to kind of bring up the alternate perspective, Mark, <laughs> that many of us want to be in that professional professional realm where people are coming in thinking they want to learn something, they want to build business relationships. Those are the people I want to be connected with. Fair point. Fair point. And like I said, I, I have nothing against LinkedIn. I'm not going to delete my account. I I love what they're doing. And and let me just state this. There are no perfect platforms. I can go down a list of everything, you know, with Mark Zuckerberg taking information and selling it. You know, it's like when people say, well, TikTok's a communist company. Well, yeah, well, they're doing the same thing. Mark Zuckerberg is. What's the difference? So I can slam any social media platform, but I keep going back to what Gary Vaynerchuk said. It's a tool. Facebook's a tool. Instagram's a tool. LinkedIn's a tool. TikTok's a tool. Twitter's a tool. I'm not on Twitter. So I think what people need to realize is you need to figure out, and this is a mistake I made way back in the day. I was creating one piece of content and shoving it on Facebook, shoving it on Instagram, shoving it on LinkedIn, shoving it when I used to be on Twitter. But that's wrong because there's a way to do it on Facebook. There's a way to do it on Instagram. There's a way to do it on LinkedIn. There's a way to do it on Twitter. And I know other people are still making this mistake. LinkedIn, you have to take LinkedIn and do it the way LinkedIn wants you to do it. Okay. You can't take a Instagram post and just shove it on Insta- on LinkedIn because it doesn't fit. It's a different size hole. And I made that mistake for years. I didn't, I thought content was content platforms are platforms, but they all have their way of doing things. And, and I want people who are listening to this conversation today, if you're doing that, 
please stop. This is not Facebook. So when you put, you can use the same content. You just have to package it differently on LinkedIn. Sounds like you agree with that. I do. Totally do. So anything else? And then the, the, there's a, well, also the hashtags are different. Like you don't want, you know, on Instagram, you're going to use 20 hashtags yes. and LinkedIn, you don't want to do that. So there's a lot. I totally agree. Yes. And is there anything else you'd like to share with us that's on your heart that uh, maybe it's in your book or something about LinkedIn that we haven't talked about in the show today that you'd want us to know about? Well, thanks, Mark. I guess my mantra is to be the friend first. Yes. And I actually have that on my headline and I talk about it in my book. So what that means is when you come into LinkedIn, instead of thinking, you know, who's going to hire me? Who's going to introduce me? Who's going to comment? Be the one that comes in, be that friend first, be the one who introduces someone, who comments on someone's post, who likes someone, what they're doing, who uh, recommends someone, who endorses them. Just by having that sort of mental outlook will bring you, it's, it's great karma and a lot of people will respond really positively. So it's worked for me. That is so powerful what you just said, because we've all got those DMs. You just connect with someone and they send you a DM pitching their course or their membership or their book. And it's like, I just literally connected with you 30 seconds ago. And I'm sure you get that all the time because you have more followers than I do. And it's like, that's not how you build a relationship. That's not, and I see it all the time. And I'm like, if you're doing that listener, stop doing that, please. It's about what Sandra said, building a relationship. You don't build a relationship by pitching someone right away. And I think the DMs are a great place to build a relationship. But I would think for the first couple DMs, there should be no links at all. It should just be, hey, how you doing? You agree with that? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I I'm not with, with with my I do a lot with messaging. I don't do a lot of messaging with strangers. I mean, I build relationships. I I have plenty of people that I know that are messaging me that I'm messaging them. And, you know, so and any messaging is going to be very personalized and and totally, you know, not automated and not in any way pushing anything, pitching anything. Definitely. Yeah. It, it, I, you know, no one, if anyone says I wasted my time listening to the episode, if you just got this one point, which Andrew said, build relationships. If that's all you heard, you got tremendous value out of this show because LinkedIn is about building relationships. It's not about views. I wish I could hide my views and, and, and engagement counts because, you know, people are judging a post based on how many comments or likes it gets. It's about engagement. I want to get to know the people and I've got a lot of people in my network and I've reached out to them and it's been years. They don't remember who I am anymore because I didn't maintain the connection. So I'd rather have fewer followers and fewer connections and have strong relationships and have 250,000. You can't possibly keep up with 250,000 people, followers, and you know, 30,000 connections. You can't because it would be a full-time job to do that. So, Sandra, thank you so much for being on the show today. So where can we go to buy your book? Is it available wherever books are sold, or do you have a special link for it? Yeah, I um, Amazon is probably the best place. Um, if you go to my LinkedIn profile, my book is right there in the featured section. So it link, links right over, and I'd love people to connect with me on LinkedIn. If you do, please send me a note. Say you, you heard me on Mark's show. 
that would be great. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for letting me uh, air my grievances as if you were the CEO of LinkedIn. Maybe someday you will be. Maybe they'll hire you someday as the CEO. Uh, then you can reach out to me and let me know what, what ask me what I thought. Um, but I really appreciate you being on the thoughts today on the show today. Great conversation. And it's an absolute delight having you here. Thank you so much. I had a blast, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stucheski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up, absolutely free. Just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.